Thanks for checking out the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. Oh, it was a Labor Day to forget for the black and gold for the first time in the history of Tim Hortons Field. The Argos get a W at the Donut Box. The Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You're watching on CHML's Facebook page, listening online perhaps at 900CHML.com or on the Radio Player Canada app. And I am slowing down my speech because the Ticats slowed down as this game moved on and were ground to a halt in the second half once again. Outscored 20 to Zipperoni in the last 30 minutes of play. They lose the Labor Day Classic against the Toronto Argonauts today 28-8 to for the first time ever in Tim Hortons Field history, the Argos are winners on Labor Day, and it pains me to say that. Toronto now 6-5 and five in charge of the East Division. Tiger Cats, a disappointing, a dismal, a dreadful, a downtrodden 3-9. and nine. And if you look at the CFL standings, Hamilton is last. You know, before I open the lines, and the lines believe it or not, have been jammed for 20 minutes. Mush, Steve, Cameron, Brian have been on hold literally for half an hour. And so I'm going to make my comments quick. I expected more today. It's Labor Day. You have an opportunity to pull two points within Toronto. Yeah, the starting quarterback is out. Yes, the backup QB is out. Your third stringer is making his first career CFL start. I expected, even saying all that, I expected more. Given the circumstances, given the game, given the magnitude of this rivalry. And the first half progressed pretty much the way I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be tight. I thought the Cats would make a few more plays on offense, and I thought Toronto would as well. But it was a a bad weather day top to bottom. But both teams were playing in the same conditions. Second half, were there any adjustments made? I mean, really, any adjustments? Other than putting in the fourth string quarterback for whatever reason, I threw my hands up in the air thinking, what is going on here? And so my comments are, not good enough. And that is probably putting it kindly. All right, once these lines unjam, you know the numbers, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. The email, rick at 900chml.com, and I already have a dozen emails to get through. And this is another reason why, and I've, I've stopped counting the number of tweets, at Rick Zamprin, at AM900chml. This is the reason why we're going live until 6 tonight. It is a 90-minute Labor Day edition of the fifth quarter. So everyone who calls in, everyone who emails, everyone who tweets, everyone who puts a message on Facebook, on CHML's Facebook page, it will get read, it will get heard, it will get consumed, it will get the time 
that you are spending with us to talk Ticats football. So again, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on yourself. You can't get through. Keep on trying. Rick at 900CHML.com on email. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter. At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. We're also on CHML's Facebook page. Okay. Let's open the floodgates, shall we? Mush, waiting patiently on hold for almost hours on end, is now in the fifth quarter. Mush, good afternoon. Late on us. Hey, Rick. Hey, Rick. How are you? I am, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure what word to use today. Yeah, I think, I think it's very well said to say it's just not good enough. Organizationally, top to bottom, management, coaches, players, it's not good enough. Um. You know, and I want to, you know, so I come at this from a, so I'm a, I'm in business, right? And when you work for a really good organization, when you have an employee that's underperforming, you don't look at the employee. You look at their manager to start to say, are you putting that person in the position to be successful? Whether that's, whether that's, are you coaching them up? Are you correcting behaviors? Are you emotionally taking care of them? All that sort of stuff. And I think in this case, if I relate that back to the Tire Cats, you got to look at Tommy Condell, and I don't mean that from a from a from a play calling perspective. Although there was a ton of questionable calls today at the at the end of the first quarter, the end of the second quarter. The thing to remember is Tommy Condell is the quarterback coach of this team and the assistant head coach of this team. And if you ever go to a tight cap practice, you'll notice that you know he is the most active person on the field and probably gives the most coaching and the most guidance versus anybody else on the field. And I think that's the problem here. That's what's creating the issue, is that whatever he, whatever guidance, whatever coaching he is giving to Dane Evans, it's not working, and he's ruining one quarterback just the way he ruined another very strong quarterback a few years ago in Zach Kalaros. And we're on the verge of letting it happen again. You can feel the energy in the city. We're trying to run Dane Evans out of town, and we're going to do it all over again. And it's 100% on Tommy Condell because he is not putting Dane in the position to be successful. So we're going into a bye week. I've defended Tommy as long as I can. It is time for him to go, and we're not going to find anybody better. The season's over with. But at least Dane isn't going to get these wrong, negative coaching influences, and he can he can un, unlearn for the rest of the season. We'll put in a new system, and we've got most of the quality core coming back for next year, and we take another run at it. Here's my devil's advocate here, and I, I'm with you. I think a change has to be made. They're going into a bye week. They'll have time to adjust after this impending change is made, although I thought it was going to be made weeks ago. Is the devil's advocate me says your number one and your number two QBs are out? There's a spate of other injuries across the board. Why make a change now when you can just throw in the towel and do it in the offseason? Because it allows you to get ahead of it, right? It, it, rather than waiting to the end of the season, you've got a few, like, again, if we're all conceding that the season's over, you can at least get a few months head start to put in whatever system it is you're going to put in. Because now you're just, you're going to let Tommy continue to influence whatever's happening here and it's not going to do any good for anybody. Um, so I, I hear you. It may, you know, depending on Dane's health, and it looked like, you know, he, he practiced all week but can't use his right arm, which is questionable why you're, why you're dressing him in the first place. It's really just to, A, it's to do that, and B, it's about accountability. Dane Evans stood in front of the media the last game and said, it's 100% on me. I take full responsibility, and it's not fair to him. You know, if someone else, 
needs to take accountability, especially when they've earned the accountability. They've earned to have to take some of the blame of what is a completely lost season. I can't disagree with any of your thoughts there, Mike. Uh, Mush. Uh, give me your player of the game. You know what? It's going to sound like I'm joking. The punt cover unit. The punt cover unit has been phenomenal all year. The best part of this team, in my opinion, and Craig Butler and that group deserves a ton of credit because they've been outstanding. They were really, uh, they were really effective today. That is for sure. Mush, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Rick. And a happy Labor Day to him and uh, to all of you out there as well, celebrating well at least a day off work for many. Uh, certainly not celebrating a Ticats win. Note Toronto winning 28 to 8. 905 645 3221 star 9900 on your cell phone. First two messages on CHML's Facebook page. Todd, thanks to bad coaching decisions, we lost again. Marianne, time to fire some coaches. And that's going to be a running theme. Absolutely will be a running theme here on the fifth quarter. And you and I, fans, we've been calling for change for a while. The change has not come. And if it is going to come, now is the time to do it. The bye week is here. Uh, Austin on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, says, Honestly, this has been the most disappointed I've been in a while. I'm just tired of watching it. Player of the game, the punter, Michael Damagala, punting into the wind eh, somewhat effectively today. And the Mark P. tweets, maybe we can trade for some more Edmonton guys and bring in another punter. He says tongue-in-cheek. Jamie Newman, by the way, 14 of 25 today, 171 passing yards and an INT. He ran the ball six times for 24 yards in his first CFL start. Steve calling into the fifth quarter. Hello, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? I am dismal. I'm going to use that word right now. Well, I'm cooking pea meal bacon, if that makes you feel Whoa, hey, now you're talking. (laughs) <laughs> this is the highlight of the game. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to rip on the Ticats, but I'm going to be uh, uh, positive here. Uh, it's hard to be positive. It sure is. A- a- everyone's saying fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Tommy Condell has led Hamilton's offense to four Grey Cup appearances. That is not incorrect. That is correct. Uh, you know, I know they didn't win, but any given Sunday, you know what I mean? So it, I don't think it, it, it's all the coaches. I think at some point it's got to come down to the execution of the players. And you know what? Our, we've had a lot of injuries this year, yes. Our, our defensive secondary has been horrendous. No one seems to want to talk about that. But anytime we have second and long, and our front seven is great, but – Oh, second and long, and then boom, get a first down. Or today, how many that uh, Argos running back guy can't tap? They can't tackle three guys, jam them at the leg. They can't make a tackle. Uh, you know what I mean? There comes accountability to the players at, at some point. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but what do you think? Well, hey, listen. Uh, you know, you're trying to be positive. You're trying to see the the, the grass on the other side of this somewhat muddy, grassy knoll, <laughs> and and thinking about. And you're right. It's not just all coaching. Just like it's not just all what happens on the field. It's intertwined. If exactly. a coach, like if, coach, if a coach calls a play, coach Coach O didn't just uh, go from uh, 15 and three to a non-playoff team. Because he forgot how to coach. Yeah, like at exactly. At some point, the players got to play the game. 
A hundred percent. And yeah, injuries are, are a factor this year. They're a factor for every team. But it's the guys who step up. It's the guys who execute on, on game day in between the lines and on the sideline as well. If, if one part of the puzzle is not working, they're not going to win. I mean, it might, it might work out in a week or two or here or there, but consistently you're not going to be a winning, you're not going to have a winning formula. And it's, it's not a winning formula right now. That's right. And I think the biggest loss is Simone Lawrence. Even though he wasn't playing that, that great to begin with, he is still a leader on the field, regardless of if he makes plays or not. It is a big loss. That's among uh, many that they've uh, lost personnel-wise. Steve, who's your player of the game today? Uh, I'll go with uh, Tim White. Uh, he was he, he was returning punts. He's making catches. Even though Newman was throwing the ball like uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was like he's the Jays pitcher. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He made some catches. He made some uh, returns. I I think Tim White. All right. Steve, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the uh, Labor Day off day. Thank you, sir. You as well. Thank you very much. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 to get in on the fun. By the way, Tim White, uh, six receptions today for 56 yards. Leading rusher for the Ticats with Sean Thomas Erlington. Three carries for 39. Don Jackson, three carries for nine yards. I know we've been talking about... You know, changing the coaches, intertwining the quarterbacks. Let's make a change there. I think it's time to start Sean Thomas Erlington. I mean, it seems every time he's on the field, something happens. And I know you're, you know, you're playing around with the ratio now. But I, I, I mean, you're three and nine. What else do you have to lose at this point? 905-645-3221, star 9900. We're voting for our player of the game. By the way, I didn't, I didn't even mention my player of the game. I'm reluctantly saying it's Brandon Banks. And reluctantly because I knew there was going to be a game this year where he was going to come back to haunt the Ticats, and it just had to be Labor Day. Two touchdowns today, one rushing, one receiving. He turned an 11-8 game into a 25-8 game like that pretty much i mean really a non-factor when you look at his overall play in the game but he had a big 53 yard reception in the first quarter that set up toronto's first touchdown and two tds in the fourth and game over so brandon banks my player of the game who's your player of the game we'll get more of your thoughts your opinions your tweets your facebook live messages your calls your emails as well we have dave we have patty we have cameron we have brian all holding on the line we're going to get to you next here on the fifth quarter brought to you by eastgate ford on 900 chml it's where tie cats fans come together this is the fifth quarter powered by eastgate ford on 900 chml so that puts the argos on the hamilton 26 back to pass again bethel thompson over the middle it is on target. It's a touchdown for the Argonauts. Markeith Ambles, 26-yard reception, and the Argos strike early on. The, the opening touchdown just 9.48 into this game. Yeah, five minutes into this contest. Argos strike first, up 7-0, and they walk away with a 28-8 victory at Tim Hortons Field. Toronto's first ever Labor Day win at the Donut Box, breaking a streak of seven consecutive Labor Day victories at THF for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. McLeod Bethel Thompson today, 22 of 34, 298 yards, two TDs, two INTs. The Ticats could not take advantage of the turnover today. Besides Jamal Rolls' pick six, their other turnover and interception by Chris Randall went for naught. 
Argos forcing four Hamilton turnovers and scored 17 points off those four turnovers, and they outscored Hamilton 20 to nothing in the second half. Fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Plenty of ways for you to get in on offering your thoughts on today's Labor Day loss by the Black and Gold. You can go on CHML's Facebook page and add your comments there. There's a growing list of comments I do have to get to. We have a record number of emails already in, and we're 20 minutes into the show. Uh, I've lost count of the tweets, but I'll get to as many as I can, if not all, before we're all said and done at 6 tonight. Email from Jeff. Who writes, hey, Rick, Ticats defense kept them in this game. Plus, McLeod Bethel Thompson isn't a consistent QB. Should have ran STE more. Need to throw to Keandre Smith more. Mason Bennett for player of the game. One sack, couple of pressures, couple of tackles for a short gain. An email from Jeff. Another email, this one from Andrew, who sent me a meme. And it is a Scrooge. This is from Muppet Christmas Scrooge, and it simply says, Doomed, Scrooge, you're doomed for all time. That pretty much sums up what might just be this 2022 season. One more email to get to. Chris in South Carolina writes, I called in last week to defend Dane Evans against those real or those ready to give up on him, suggesting his struggles are largely mental and exacerbated by bad coaching and personnel decisions. This week's display of incompetence bears out the point that this team's offensive issues run far deeper than Dane Evans. I felt like I was watching the 2021 Ottawa Red Blacks today. Again, that's Chris in South Carolina. A couple of tweets before we go back to the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900. writes right on cue with another classic second half collapse and today's comedy of errors at the quarterback position. Chris tweets, this is going to be a rough one, Rick. Not sure I've ever seen such an embarrassing display on Labor Day, even in the years where we were 0-9 or 1-8 or whatever, they'd show something in this game. And lastly, Dave tweets, this will save a lot of talk in your show. (laughs) Coach O is going to a U.S. college next year as a defensive coordinator. He'll make way more money and will be able to uh, to coach players who listen. Ouch. A tweet from Dave. Back to the phones we go. And let's go to Cameron, who's been waiting patiently here for the fifth quarter. Cameron, how are you? Not too bad. Yourself? I am recovering from what we all witnessed. Uh, Are we all, right? Yes. I I just want to start off by thanking Cats Nation for showing up and selling out Tim Hortons Field. Yeah, that was that a great was crowd. Awesome. Great crowd. That was awesome. We need to see more of that every game. Bring it out, Cats. Let's go. Number two, uh, we all know uh, Coach O's got to go. I think he's the biggest problem. We've been saying it all year. And, uh, him and Tommy Condell can show themselves the door. Um, we got two weeks to figure this out. And Player of the game, definitely Michael Domagala. Yeah, Michael Domagala player of the game. That's our point, and I'd like to thank for holding for the last 50 minutes. All right. Really appreciate the call, Cameron. Go Cats, go. Oski Wee Wee, guys. Thanks for calling in. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. They're pumped. They're psyched. They're amped, but disappointed. The Ticats have left them disappointed today and all season long. Blue Star on Twitter says this is the final nail in the coffin for the season. I think that definitely Tommy Condell needs to go now and Orlando needs to step aside at the end of the season. Gahari Jones should be the next coach next season. And another tweet, Brian says, was the coin toss with Tommy Condell calling the offense? Can't be fired soon enough for this Ticats fan. 
and then has uh, an acronym that I won't repeat because you'll probably deduct that it's not very nice. He's, he's obviously not happy. On CHML's Facebook page, James fired the GM and most of the coaches and bring in some better players. This team is terrible. And Natasha writes, so I've heard all the feedback comments and have to put my input in. This year has been hard to stomach and everyone has gone after the coaches and the QBs. But my thoughts are just this. We are not just a strong football club this season all around. We lost a lot during the trades. Our offense got hit hard. Our defense got hit hard. We really are a new team. Coach O had a different team in 2019 and 2021. He was guiding a team that had many years to become strong. Those comments from Natasha. Back to the phones, and Brian has been waiting patiently. Hello, Brian. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm recovering from this one, that is for sure. How are you feeling? Obviously, yeah. Um, first of all, I think you could... Nobody wants to lose the Argos, especially on... Labor Day. So I can understand everybody being pissed off, but if you, you could bring any team into Hamilton and put their third and fourth string quarterback against our first first string quarterback, the same thing is going to happen. I wish they would have took the ball and went straight ahead on the, on the uh, third and one. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's man on man Let's, like, show them that we can get a half a yard up, you know, straight ahead. Why why they went down the line, I have no idea. And um, there's just no way that Patty White is better than Brandon Banks. There's just no way. I, I don't understand why. Uh, I don't know who is the general manager, but there's just no way that Patty White is better than Brandon Banks. Even at 35 or however old he is, he still has it, obviously. Yeah, just, that was clear today. That is for sure. Yeah, like, is it a money thing? Like, are we that cheap that we don't want to? I know he's he he can be, you know, he's Brandon Banks, and he is some sometimes hard to get along with. But the guy can produce. It's obvious. Like on the goal line, like doesn't matter where you you give him the ball, he's gonna he's gonna prove that he can catch the ball, and he's not afraid to run. Uh, where the big boys are. I'll say this about Speedy B. This was, yeah, money was a factor because Poppy White is much cheaper than Brandon Banks. But this is also a, and I'm just trying to get in the head of head coach and VP of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, who ultimately made this decision. They mutually agreed to part ways. Brandon Banks was not a, was not a problem in the, in the locker room at all. I mean, he was one of the leaders of this team. Guys looked up to him. This was a money slash player development decision. Let's save a little bit of money and potentially develop a guy who could maybe not necessarily replicate what Speedy B did in Hamilton, but get someone close to that. That, at the end of the day, was the decision behind it. I understand. Yeah, that's true. Like, you can't argue with that. But who, I mean, we lost uh, our best uh, receiver. We had our best receiver com- coming off injury. Uh, nobody knew exactly how. I know it was a freak injury that he got injured this season. You're talking about Braylon really Addison. Definitely, if you're a third or fourth string quarterback, uh, he's the guy that you would be looking for down the field, and you don't have him. They don't really have anybody that is a veteran that they can rely on now that Banks and, and he's injured. 
Yeah, no, you, you have Steve Dunbar and you have Tim White, who are second-year guys. I mean, there's no five, six, seven-year guys at the receiving core on this team. Yeah, I just wonder if they decided that this was going to be sort of like a rebuilding year. And well, it looks like it now, doesn't it? I don't know how it? you feel. How do you feel about why isn't Dunbar uh, moving? Why isn't he inside? Why is he way out there on the outside? Why isn't he a slot back? Because uh, they do throw deep to him, and he he's he's got great size, and he's got great hands. We all know that. He's so much closer to the quarterback playing slot back. Why is he way out there as a wide receiver when he should be playing? I think he should be playing slot back. I'd love to see him inside. I think it's I think it's the catch radius and the height that he has that and we haven't seen a lot of it. They can float the ball up and he'll catch it, but again, we haven't seen a lot of that. But I think that's and why he is there. But I'd love to, I'd love to see him inside. Wouldn't that make it easier for Pappy White too to be on the outside? Or you're more of a speed guy, which is Absolutely stretch the field. His, yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't, there must be a reason why they're not doing it, but I just don't understand. Brian, you and I should take over the offensive coordinator position. How about yeah, yeah. that? <laughs> well, we couldn't do any worse. But I, I hate the the guy that called earlier said that uh, we ruined uh, Caleros. I don't, I don't agree with that because when the, the Caleros was here and our team was, we were awesome. Our team was awesome. It was unbelievable. And then he got hurt, and it's taken this long for him to recover from that injury. You're absolutely right. Tommy he he Condell, wasn't. He wasn't. I think Tommy Condell was maybe one of the reasons he was so good uh, when he first got here. Yeah, he certainly was a part of that, and, and he was great here until he got hurt, and then he, he lost his game. He lost his game for a point, and that that's too bad. Yeah, but he has certainly he found the, it now. Don't forget, he had the, the major knee surgery, and he had a concussion problem. He did. Hey, Brian, who's so your you player can, of the game? You can put him up against any any. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Who's your player of the game today? Um. Mason Bennett. Okay, why? Uh, I just think that guy's having a great season, man. He's he's a keeper, that guy. Four tackles today at a uh, sack as well, and uh, yeah, another strong outing for him. Brian, we got to go. Thanks for uh, your call today. Okay, bye. That leaves room for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. We have Dave, Patty, and Steve, a different Steve, that we'll get to after the break. More of your tweets your emails, the record number still coming in, your messages on Facebook Live as well. Another break coming up, and one more hour of fifth quarter talk to come here on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter brought to you by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening on 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old, you're listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're early in the second quarter, and the Argos lead by seven. Trying to keep it alive at the high pass. It's intercepted. It's intercepted by... Jamal Roll, he's running down the sideline. It is a touchdown. The defense gets its first touchdown of the season on a turnover. The Tiger Cats defense getting it done. And that is officially... We got to play music along with it. The EHR big play of the game, Jamal Roll, a 66-yard pick-six Tying the game at eight, and that was sadly as close as the Tiger Cats would come to a W today. Never had the lead in today's Labor Day Classic, and you can make the argument that they never showed up in the second half. They were outscored 20 to nothing in the final two quarters. 
really a dreadful showing. And I, I know the third string QB, the injuries, the whole kit and caboodle, just not good enough. Not good enough today for the Tiger Cats. Welcome back to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you, taking your calls, your tweets, your emails, your Facebook Live messages about today's 28 to 8 loss at the hands of the Argonauts. David on CHML's Facebook page says, We all expected more. That was a dismal performance. It was definitely not professional football player caliber execution on that field today. Toronto shouldn't hold their heads high in this win because they played against a weak team that did not show up. I guess we were wrong with another close Labor Day coming out on top. Cheers, Rick. And Louis writes, why would you dress Evans if he's injured? He was the best option if he was healthy enough to be dressed. If he wasn't, don't waste that roster spot. Really, the only reason that I can come up with with Dane Evans suiting up today was that he was holding on kicks. If anyone was at the stadium and watching pregame warm-ups, Dane Evans was throwing with his left hand. His shoulder is that bad. And Bruce on CHML's Facebook page says, That was a total embarrassment today. It was my first game back since pre-COVID, and I was sad to watch this game. They had no heart. Newman played like garbage, first game or not. I said weeks ago, get rid of the offensive coach. I bet Coach O wishes he signed now with that college team. He took less money to try and finish the job he started in Hamilton, only to be disappointed by the players on this team for lack of effort. Player of the game, Speedy B, hashtag fifth quarter, hashtag disappointment. And Steve writes, what an absolute joke of a game. Unbelievable that we only put up one offensive point all game. Did not feel like a Labor Day at all. Actually, that offensive point was on special teams, technically, with the punt single. But I digress. Maggie on email, rick at 900chml.com. Is there no one other than the two whites, except the last plays of the game to Dunbar, if you don't share the wealth, the defense has your number? Player of the game, white times two. No one else was given a chance. And really, when you look at the stats... Tim White, six catches, 56 yards. Poppy White, four receptions, 56 yards. Stephen Dunbar did, in fact, make three catches for 33 yards. Keandre Smith, one for 15. And Lamar Lamar Durant, pardon me, one for 15. Uh, Felix Garangoche, also with a catch for nine yards. That was pretty much it. Well, I mean, when you only complete 16 passes, there's only so much football to go around. Uh, Well, let's get to one more email, just because we have so many emails today on the fifth quarter. This one from Anthony. Well, Rick, we have a horrible losing record. We don't have a healthy starting quarterback, also not a good one, and that we lost arguably the biggest game of the year, disappointing to say the least. My question to you is every season we see great players leave to go to great cup contending teams. At what point do you see our top defensive players start to look elsewhere after this year's performance? Are they the only remaining glue holding our team together? This one hurts, arguably more than the Grey Cup loss. You just don't lose Labor Day. You don't. Also, don't forget, we got zero, yes, zero offensive points tonight. I'll always bleed black and gold, but this is some rough football to watch. Thank you, Anthony. All right, back to the phones. We have a number of people waiting on the line, including Dave in Stony Creek. Dave, hello. Hi, Rick. Yeah, this one wasn't hard to see coming. Um, yeah, we all know there needs to be changes on the team where you want to argue where, um, or even if it's too late to make the changes, you can argue about that too. Um, it's been a whole, this, uh, kind of been like, uh, the accumulation game for the season. I mean, the, the, the problems 
that we had with injuries and just bad coaching decisions and bad, uh, no spirit on the field all seems to be coming out today. Um, pulling Newman, I, that's a head scratcher. I, I don't know why he pulled him. I really don't, but that it goes back again to coaching, but, um, I don't have a player of the game, but it, it's, it wasn't hard to see coming. It's too bad. And, um, we have to, uh, work ahead. I mean, there's gotta be changes made, but, um, we'll leave that to, uh, the experts upstairs to decide where they should come, but there's no question some have to be made. I agree. And Dave, did you say you have no player of the game? No. no I, I, I think that I says it all. I, I watched the whole game. I just, uh, I'm, I'm sure there were players trying out there. I just, uh, you know, um, didn't see a lot of spirit out there. I guess maybe they gave, they seemed to have, like they came up. I think, you know, to me, the game changed when they pulled Newman. I think they kind of were still kind of in it at that point, but then uh, I don't know whether the players gave up or, or, or Toronto just start, put it up a notch and we couldn't match it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, I could, we could go with Banks, but I don't like to pick the opposition, but uh, that would be one I would pick if I had been, you know, forced at gunpoint. <laughs> I hear you. Dave, really appreciate the call. As always, enjoy the rest of Labor Day. You too. Thank you. That is Dave in Stony Creek. Really appreciate him and everyone hanging on the line. I know it's a, a long wait at times, but we really appreciate your comments. And I think other fans want to hear from you as well. Willie on Twitter says, Ticats need to rebuild for next season or we will not be in the Grey Cup 2023 when it comes back to Hamilton. Time for some new coaches and maybe some players who want to win because the team doesn't look like they can win. And Dave writes, Condell needs to go now and rebuild for next season. Enough is enough. The fans and the city don't deserve this pain anymore. Player of the game, Brandon Banks. All right, back to the phones we go. Patty has been waiting, waiting patiently as well. Hello, Patty. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Hello there. Thank you very much for having my call. Thanks for waiting. Uh, I would just like to say, uh, my sister and I talk a lot about football. We've been into football since the 70s, I guess you can say. So we, we breathe tie cats all the way. But my biggest concern is that we don't have any depth in there. Like we are always going two yards sideways. Everything is horizontal. I don't know why we're not doing anything vertical. As you can see in the last 20 seconds of the game, whatever quarterback was in, I actually lost track. Um, they, they did two great passes downfield. I just don't know where why that's not in the game plan in the first three quarters. So it's very baffling. I've obviously never played the game. But it's very baffling why we can't go past 10 yards in the pass. Maybe that's a, a an offensive coordinator decision. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Hallelujah. I think you've taken the words out of every Ticats fan's mouth in terms of the play calling because, the, number one, there's not a lot of creativity. We're seeing a lot of the same plays over and over and over, and they're clearly not working. Number two, there is too much horizontal when not enough vertical is working. If the vertical is working, yeah, you can sprinkle in the horizontal to mix it up, keep the defense on its toes. But when that vertical game's not there, the horizontal's not going to work either. Yeah, and I figure, like, my my thing is, is like I said to my sister, you can pretty much read their game plan. Like I said, first play is always a handoff where we gain a yard, lose a yard, whatever it is. I said, it's, it's too predictable. And if there's no depth, to it. Now, we haven't had any depth, if you ask me, since Kalaros, and I think that was a mistake letting him go, but that's a whole new game. Um, but I just think I mean, we definitely have to rebuild. We've been in this position before. We've been like one in, you know, 17 many times. So let's not beat up the team too much. They are still learning. I'm just hoping we can rebuild and be much like a 
heck of a lot much better for next year. I hope so, too. Who is your player of the game today, Penny? Well, I'm not even sad to say it, but Brandon Banks, because I think he should still be with us. He, I'm sure he still uh, breathes Ticat uh, game, but I believe he was definitely the entertainment that people stuck around to see. Agreed. Patty, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of Labor Day. Thank you for having my call. That is Patty's exit. Leaves some room for you at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell phone. Email from Alan. Alan in St. Catharines writes, I thought maybe, just maybe, Hamilton could win today. Alan, I thought so too. Strangely enough. Uh, in Tim Hortons Field and tie the series against Toronto with two games apiece and only be down two points for first place, but we blew it once again. The turning point was obviously when we were down 11-8, and we're third and one on our own 30-yard line, and we go for it. What was the coach thinking? We're down by only three. There's plenty of time on the clock in the fourth quarter. You kick it deep, let the defense get the ball back for us. Defense was playing well. We don't get the one yard, and they get the ball on our 30, and Banks gets the touchdown to make it 18-8. From there, everything just crumbles for us, and momentum is for Toronto. It did come down to bad coaching decisions today, and I had to scratch my head a few times at this game. Allen continues to write, Like I said, we're done. We lost three out of the four games against Toronto. We're tied with Ottawa at 3-8. Well, 3-9 and nine now. Our chances of even getting third is still up in the air, and we still have to worry about a crossover, so you need at least second-place finish. That Western team is going to come over and take any of us out in second or third spot in the Eastern Final. Honestly, I don't think Toronto is enough to beat any of those teams out West. Player of the game, Jamal Roll. Thought he was all over the field tonight, and he had a beautiful interception. Montreal game next week should be interesting. Actually, it's the bye week, and then they're hosting Winnipeg, and Montreal's down the line, but we'll get we'll worry about that when it actually comes. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Steven has called into the show. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hi, Rick. I, I'm, uh, I'm beyond frustrated and disappointed with this team. Um, I'll make a quick few observations, if you don't mind, then I'd like to sure. kind of get into a couple deeper things. Uh, I think Brandon Banks was let go because the coaching staff thought they had a gem in Tim White. And uh, most games, he's pretty he's pretty respectable numbers. However, dropped an end zone pass last week in Toronto, dropped the long ball from Newman today that was put right on his hands. So yeah, he's a good player. Maybe he'll get better, but uh, I think he's the guy that made Brandon Banks expendable. It certainly is not Poppy White. That guy's been a bust. If I was Poppy White and Lamar Durant, I'd be very concerned about uh, how long you're going to be on this team because they are both taking up positions where anybody could do a better job. Um, I would love to see Don Jackson find some success in Hamilton. I think he's, as an individual, he's an outstanding gentleman. He's very upbeat, very positive, and probably a wonderful teammate, but he's simply not getting the job done. John Thomas Erlington goes in there and runs through holes with more power and more speed. Uh, he's the guy who should be starting. I think the defense today had a solid game aside from the first uh, Argonauts uh, touchdown there when they had a couple busted coverages for two quick passes that got got them on the board. But for the rest of the game, I thought they played quite well. Lots of intensity. Uh, you know, we can't get a third and one and they get a short field for a touchdown. I'm not going to put that all in the defense. That's, that's lack of execution uh, by Jalen Morton. But the thing that must be addressed with this team, and if you talk to any Ticat fan that has been watching this all year, it's accountability with our coaches. We have blown massive leads against Calgary. We have blown leads against Toronto. We have had epic second-half collapses that are now the joke of the league. I 
am certain that pulling out Jamie Newman and putting in Jalen Morton, the start of the third quarter, when you're down by three points with the wind, cost us the game and most likely cost us the season. If you watch Newman in the pocket, he had more composure, more uh, eyes downfield than anybody else who started a quarterback for us this year. He didn't look scared. He didn't look uh, nervous. Yes, you know, he made a couple uh, bad throws, but my gosh, man, it's his first start for an entire game. I think that as the game was going on, he gave us the best chance. Somebody else decided that you're going to put in Jalen Morton, who got no first-team snaps all week in a practice, is going to turn things around. Where the heck, all season long, for all the reasons I've just discussed, has been the accountability from our coaching staff? We have blown it and blown it and blown it. And this one today is the, is the biggest uh, undefensible mistake I've seen all season. I just I couldn't believe it. Everyone's thinking, well, clearly Newman has to be injured. Like, there's no way they'd pull him and put in a raw guy who got no snaps as opposed to Jamie Newman. So where is the accountability? And yes, I've heard other callers call in what a wonderful guy Tommy Condell is. Tommy Condell basically in, inherited June Jones's offense when he got the job in Hamilton. He is not the guy who's designing plays downfield. He can't even figure out how to deliver a quick slant or an in route for a quick strike from our quarterback. It's all these jet sweeps behind the line of scrimmage. When it's second and 10, we're throwing three and four yard passes. We've seen it all season long. Enough is enough is enough. I don't care if he's the hardest working guy on the team. He is not doing it for this team. He inherited June Jones offense. Everybody knows that he made some tweaks of his own and it, Every year, it's, it's digressing or regressing, I guess is, is the proper word. But where is the accountability? Fans, you know, honest to God, we deserve a little better. Uh, every team has got injuries. If you look at the CFL rosters, each team is between 14 and 17 starters off the field. Ticats are in the same situation. You can't say because we lost Braylon Addison, woe was us. You know, other teams fill their positions and they keep things going. We're, our management let Jalen Acklin go. I have no problem letting Speedy and Jagarrett Davis go. I don't see a problem with that. But who's filling the holes? Second-year guys like Tim White and Poppy White. You get Lamar Durant, who's going to be, you know, the hailed Canadian position, who's going to be the difference maker. He's, he's been absent all year. So who is accountability? Or who is, who is accountable for this? That's what I want to know. And it's got to be addressed. Because people are going to say, you know what, we've, we've, we've given our time to the team. We've bought the tickets. Look at today's magnificent crowd. And they watch that garbage, which is on the coaches. Somebody trying to explain that to me. Well, I'll say this because we've got to go to break. But Stephen, I'm going to reply to your comments. And I love what you said. The accountability, the box stops at head coach and VP of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, with a bye week on the horizon. They're in, they're in the bye now. They got Winnipeg, who's already clinched a playoff spot in a couple of weeks. If there isn't a change now, what that tells me, whatever the change is, whether it's a new OC, I don't know, some kind of drastic roster change. If there isn't a change, it tells me that they're okay with what's been happening for 11 games now and or 12 games now. I don't I don't think no one's okay with it. From a fan perspective, this team has to make a change. I'm expecting a change, not to say there will be one, 
but I want to see it. The fans want to see it. Let's see if they deliver. Steve, well, before we go, who's your player of the game? <laughs> well, I still want to make a quick comment. Okay, go, go ahead. Go uh, Kahari Jones, take over for uh, Tommy Condell. Please. Uh, my, my player of the game, uh, beast mode, was Ouellette for the Argos. That guy was, when you see him take on three Ticat tacklers and he busts through, that's, that's heart and dedication. I, I thought he, he played like a beast. Uh, I think our Ticat D was fine. The, the punt return teams were great. Um, you know, but I really think the call, the change in the quarterback was the biggest difference maker, but, uh, Ouellette was, was, uh, above the rest of the players. Or I was That's that, really I was that close, uh, to picking AJ Ouellette as well. He was a monster today. Steve, great call and enjoy the rest of Liberty. Thanks for your time, Rick. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Corey, we got Barry, we got Terry and we got Alan and we have more tweets and emails and Facebook messages to get to 28-8 Argos over the Ticats here on the fifth quarter. We are reminiscing about, well, two points that vanished that quickly right in front of our eyes. It's all brought to you by Eastgate Ford. You're listening to 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. It's a handoff to Curly Gittens Jr. It's a reverse and Speedy B fakes the throw and he's going to take it into the end zone. Brandon Banks scores a touchdown on Labor Day as a member of the Toronto Argonauts. Brandon Banks leading the charge in terms of player of the game votes here on the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Speedy B scoring two TDs for those hated Argonauts. Two catches for 80 yards, one touchdown, and a rushing touchdown as well. A four-yarder that made an 11-8 game, a 25-8 game, 28-8 the final as Toronto wins its first-ever Labor Day game at Tim Hortons Field by that final score. They outscore Hamilton 20 to nothing in the second half. Terry on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, using the hashtag, actually she didn't use the hashtag fifth quarter. Although she did use the hashtag, I miss Masoli. Uh, plain and simple, goodbye, Tommy. The season is a wash, so make some changes now, and let's work on getting better for next season. Michael votes for Tim White for his player of the game. Tammy says, my player of the game is Tim Hicks. At least he put on a great show. Rob says, Jamal Roll, thanks to his 66-yard INT for a TD. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Corey has been waiting for a while now in the fifth quarter. Corey, thanks for joining the show. How are you? Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm recovering today. That is for sure. Recovering after the long weekend or just recovering from right now? Uh, a bit of both. More so the latter, though, I'll have to admit. I, I hear that, man. I hear that. It's a little bit of both. Hey, we could have used a little bit more help today. I could have used a little more uh, beverages today. That's for sure. Just just something to like ease the take, pain. Take the edge off, yes. Ease the pain a little bit. Um. I, I call in all the time. I call in after most of these games. And this year, I've been calling in about consistency. And again, our DBs is what? the We've played 12 games. What is it? The 10th different DB lineup we've had. And our O-line comes out. And again, it's it's what? The 8th or ninth different O-line group we have come out. Or the D-line. Or the linebackers. And there is no consistency to our team. And I feel... Everybody says the coaching and this and that. But if you can't get the same guys out there to work together, then you're not really putting in your day-to-day work. And for me, I feel it's starting to show. It's starting to show. You don't have these guys working in practice, and you don't have these guys clearly working in the game. And we're 3-9. and nine. <laughs> We might scrape out a second-place finish. Like, who knows? 
um, we might scrape out a first place finish like that. That's still possible for us. And uh, I just feel that when it comes down to it, it's one of those seasons. Everyone wants to say lost season. And if there's anything that can change, maybe after today, maybe after losing our first Labor Day game in Tim Hortons field ever, maybe these guys realize that they need to pull up the socks, buckle up the chin strap, tighten up the shoulder pads, something. Something needs to change. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't even know if it's just the players just not performing. But something needs to change, and it needs to happen now because we don't have anything else. Everybody likes to say the season starts after Labor Day. Well, we've got another, what, six, seven games? We've got another four games at home, and we need to win them, and we need to win them. And if we win and we get a chance at second place, then who knows? But something needs to change now. And it was three weeks ago. It was a month ago where clearly we weren't going anywhere. But now, now something needs to change. If we need to look at different players, if we get some NFL cuts, I don't know what it is. We're just not going anywhere as it is. Didn't score a point on offense? Not good. And and every week, every week it seems like we find a new way to lose. And today, losing Labor Day, it, it's like getting coal in your stocking at Christmas. It just didn't feel good. I agree with you. Corey, who is your player of the game today? Oh, Section 101, the fans, man. The fans, every time. It's always the fans. We keep showing up. We could probably get a refund this week. <laughs> oh, geez. Now we're talking. Right, right. Like, we, we bought we bought the new chains. We we came down. We got some new hats. Like, we should get a refund this week. Like, like oh, Simone Lawrence's new clothing line. Nice. Give me a free t-shirt, man. How about drinks on the house next game? Oh, they'll never do that. And I don't <laughs> want any of that stale Heineken anyway. <laughs> there you go. Corey, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Barry has joined the fifth quarter. Hello, Barry. Hey, how's it going? I'm okay. How are you? I'm disgusted. I can't believe that they, with third and a, a foot, and they've got a 6'5", 235-pound quarterback, that they don't put him in and let him crash through. That was disgraceful. The kid they put in, and I don't know why they changed quarterbacks, we should have had a fumble. They call it an incomplete pass. That was a fumble. And the Argos ran it in for a touchdown that they didn't get. Uh, He was a disaster, and they left him in until it was too late. Uh, Condell has to go. We can't keep going with small receivers trying to catch two-yard passes and run 10 yards or more on it. It's it's something we do every game, and it's and everybody knows what we're going to do. Uh, I don't know what what the problem is. We got rid of Ackland. We let Banks go. Um, I just I just don't know what our, our offensive uh, minds are thinking. We were in the ball game, uh, unbelievably, up until they changed quarterbacks. Yeah, and uh, you know we we had coach on on Ticats post game explaining that, and you know they wanted to have a look or you know talk to Jamie on the sideline to say, hey, you're not you're not seeing what you should be seeing. The fact of the matter is, you know, throwing Jalen Morton in that that point of the game, I thought was an ill advised decision because he wasn't taking first team reps all week. Jamie Newman was. Go with the guy who you think is going to give you the best chance to win. 
use the defensive uh, part of when your defense is in the field to talk to your quarterback to say, hey, this is what we're going to do on our next series. Pulling him was just one of a number of bad decisions today. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm used to bad decisions offensively because we've been doing it for three years now. But I just don't understand why they, at least on that one foot play, why they didn't put the other guy back in to get the uh, first down. Yeah, he just has to lean over the line and he's got a first down. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we uh, just, offensively were a disaster. The defense played well enough for us to win. Uh, I can't fault them today, really. Uh, the kicking game, right back there, blew a couple of things again. And uh, that, that bothers me. We don't have anybody that we can count on back there at the moment. Um, it's it's just it's a game that maybe we couldn't have won, but we wouldn't have been embarrassed like we were. That's, and that's I, a good I really way to... think uh, Condell has to go. Good way to put it, Barry. Who is your player of the game today? Uh, for the uh, I, I think Roll. Yeah, he played well, and he had a great uh, interception that gave the Tie Cats at least a tie game. A touchdown, and he played well defensively. He did. Uh, you know, it was a pretty bleak performance uh, offensively. It's hard to even think of anybody there. I agree. Uh, Barry, thank you for the call. Enjoy the rest of the uh, Labor Day. Thank you. you- Sorry, Barry, didn't mean to cut you off there right at the end. A couple of Facebook messages to get to. Scott writes, Condell needs to be fired tomorrow. Make Kahari Jones in from OC. We have nothing left to lose. Condell has had success here, but something has gone astray, and this isn't working. The defensive secondary isn't great, and the special teams aren't what they used to be either, but the offense is the biggest issue of this team, I feel. Glenn says, horrible decisions going forward on third when down by three points and 11 minutes left. Who does that? Pulling Newman in the fourth doesn't make sense. No player of the game. All played terrible. All coaches need to be gone in the offseason and need to find a QB. And he says his highlight of the game was getting a photo after with my son and with Pinball. And Karen on CHML's Facebook page says, Can't believe we drove 100 miles and are driving another 100 miles back home to watch that game. No coaching change right now. Too far into it for this year. Maybe we could lean on Kahari Jones for some offensive inspiration. Well, they need something, and they need something fast. Half hour to go here on this extended Labor Day version of the fifth quarter. Stay tuned. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. McLeod Bethel Thompson wants it all right now. Going in zone. It is caught. And just uh, another salt in the wound for the Tiger Cats. It's Speedy B with another touchdown. His second of the game. Tiger Cats going down to defeat at the hands of the Toronto Argonauts. 28-8 at Tim Hortons Field in the annual Labor Day Classic. It was anything but a classical performance by the Black and Golds today. Welcome back to the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML, our extended 90-minute Labor Day version. We have an email from Robert who writes, Problems start at the top. Two consistent negatives, no halftime adjustments, poor offensive play calling, run on first, short pass, short of the first down marker, time after time, then the others. Too many to mention. 
For those who blame Bob Young, forget it. He puts up dough and lets football people run the team, so strat with them. Uh, very disappointing performance. Only real consistency this season is the team only plays two quarters at best. What a bonehead call, third and one-ish on your own 30 with the prevailing wind and you don't punt? The downside is too likely given the team hasn't been moving the ball at all. Recommendation, see if Ted Lasso is available. Robert, you've had a little bit of humor to the fifth quarter today, and we need it. Thank you. Adrian on email. Hi, folks. I think it's time to think about a whole-scale coaching change. I really like Coach O, and I think he galvanized us previously into a tough team to play. That said, it seems we're discussing questionable calls quite often, from the Grey Cup blowing rouge to going on third and one deep in your own half with the bulk of a full quarter left in a close game and swapping a quarterback who has barely had time to integrate mid-game when you're starting third-string QB today wasn't much at fault for the way the offense was going. Condell is predictable and scared of his running backs who grind out some yards and keep the D-line more honest. Our special teams has been limited at best and was out of position on punts many times today. We lost a lot of talent from last year, but not enough to justify how poor we've been this year, in my opinion. I think it's time we really think about a new team of coaches for next year. Thanks for the show, folks. That email from Adrian. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Terry has been waiting patiently on the line. Terry, welcome to the fifth quarter. Thank you. How are you, Rick? You know, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, perplexed. You're like me. You're disappointed. Yeah, that's a great word to use. (laughs) Uh, Rick, um, I've heard a lot of the fifth quarter. I've been listening after every game, and I haven't heard one person say anything about why didn't we go after Vernon Adams? You know, uh, our quarterback's down. We got backups. Here's an experienced quarterback from Montreal. Where does he go? He goes out west. The west teams seem to pick up the players. The east, Hamilton sits back and sits back. They pick up nobody. So that's the one comment I have is Vernon Adams. The other is, uh, again, uh, the last caller just said about... uh, the third and inches, and they pull Newman and put in that other guy, that's poor coaching. That's terrible coaching on Steinauer's part. Um, As far as I'm concerned, Steinauer and Condell, his buddy, they need to go. And I don't know if any of the brass from the Ticat organization listens to this fifth quarter, but fans have been saying this for I don't know how many games. Condell needs to go. And nobody up there seems to listen. Condell's play calling is high school caliber. He doesn't stretch the field. It, it's pathetic to watch. I've been going to Ticat games for over 50 years. And I've seen good years. I've seen bad years. But you know what? It gets to a point, Rick, where it's, it's sickening. I, I sold my tickets today. I, I knew the outcome before the game even started. I said to my wife, I'm not going to this game. I went down, I sold my tickets. I came home and I watched this disgrace on TV. And it was a disgrace. It, uh, it was hard to watch, that is for sure. Terrible. And, you know, all you see in Hamilton's offense is White. Are they the only receivers that we have? It's Tim White. It's Pappy White. It's Tim White. It's Pappy White. We do not have consistent receivers. Tim White will catch one. He'll drop two. Every one of our receivers. We have the worst receivers in the CFL. And DeAndre Smith, or whatever his name is, 
is a good receiver. What they throw to him once today? Uh, Keandre Smith, yes, he yeah. had uh, he had two targets, one catch for fifty yeah. yards. That, that's what I'm saying. Our receivers, they catch one, drop two. Same thing with uh, uh, Dunbar. You know, he's 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 a pretty good receiver. He's tall, but again, he catches one, he drops two. Uh, the best receiver we had last year was Acklin. He caught everything that we threw to him, and this organization is so cheap, they won't pay the money. He's gone to Ottawa, played for a last-place team. They were last. Now they're tied with us. And he's going to be over 1,000 yards this year in receiving. Yeah, that, mean, is, that is a tough loss. players and we can't keep them. This Ticat organization is cheap, and that's all they pick up is cheap players and figure they can win. In the Grey Cup against Winnipeg, that was our Grey Cup. Condell's play calling in the red zone, run first down into the line, throw out to the side. That was our game to win. We were down there numerous times, and he blew the Grey Cup. And the stupid organization still kept him around this year. Well, they got a decision to make this bye week, that is for sure. Terry, we got to run, but who's your player of the game today? The fans for watching this mess on TV. That's a good one. You're not the first to vote that way as well. Thanks for calling in, Terry. Thank you. Uh, good call by Terry. Very passionate. Hey, he's been watching Ticats football for five decades, and I, you know, as Gut told him, today's just not going to be the day. And it certainly was right. Alan in Ottawa has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Alan. Hey, Rick. Um, Rick, I'm so PO'd you have no idea. Oh, here we go. Uh, Most of your callers, especially Terry, I think was excellent in front of me. But, you know, first of all, this thing about Sonhauer, I have said this for weeks and weeks and weeks. He has made stupid after stupid after stupid after stupid decisions as a head coach. Okay, it's unbelievable the stupid decisions that man has made as a head coach, and yet they tolerate that BS down there, the management group. As far as Condell, everybody has said it's an absolute, I can't say the word, first. Please don't, yeah, okay. How he's calling a game, okay? Like when it's second and 10 and you're throwing a five yard out, what the hell do you think is going to happen when you throw a five yard out when you're second and 10? Or second and 12, and you throw a, a curl over the middle at eight yards, and you get hammered. Okay? Like, honest to God. Like, it just, he's unbelievable. He's got to go. And I'm so sick of hearing Steinhauer talk to the media after the game and before, and the softballs he gets from the media down there. I'm sorry, Rick. It's an absolute joke. They should be grilling him over and over. And that call, you're right about the caller saying, uh, and, and, and that, that third and a uh, yard and a half at the 28-yard line, whatever the hell it was, is down by three yards. I don't think you go for that. But if you go for it, you know, the question to him after the game is, like, who told him to run sideways? Like, either the guy, that quarterback is stupid and he doesn't realize, or somebody told him to do that. Like, who, who made that decision? And if that's a quarterback's decision, Morton, to do that, I would cut him today. But if a coach told him to do that, like a lot of the other calls, then that coach should be fired too. Okay? There's two coaches in that team that deserve any kind of merit at all, and that's Butler running special teams because they've done a great job. And even Washington, I, he's on the fence too. You know, I feel sorry for the front seven of that defense. The secondary, to me, is very overrated. They get ballooned. When the chips are down, they cover nobody. Okay, But the front seven, I really feel sorry for them. And I, I think they played well the whole season. The front four and those three linebackers, I think, have played really well, and the special teams. But beyond that, their offense is an absolute disgrace. Listen, Rick, 
is there one receiving core in the CFL you wouldn't change receiving cores with right now? I don't think so. Is there one set of running backs on any other team you wouldn't switch straight up for, for them? I don't think so. Is there one offensive line you'd probably switch out for? I don't think so. Okay? The offensive line stinks. The running backs, God love them. They can't run to save their lives. And the receiving core, like somebody said, it's the worst receiving core in the league. It really is. And that's all on Steinhauer. So if that, that organization is serious. And if Steinhauer is not gone tomorrow, and as far as who to replace him, put Kahari Jones as the head coach and offensive coordinator. He can do it. He can call the plays right from the, from the sidelines. Okay? It's not that difficult. He's done it. He's been around the league a long time. If Condell and him are not gone, not just Condell, Steinhauer too, then it's an absolute disgrace. I feel so sorry for the fans down there. I was going to drive down this year to a game. I've never seen the stadium from Ottawa. I wouldn't waste the gas to go down there. But the 25,000 people who paid tickets to go to that game today, I feel so sorry for the dedicated fans in Hamilton. It's, it's atrocious. But for, for the organization and the media, stop giving Steinhauer a break every time you interview him. It's an absolute joke, the softball questions he gets. Okay? Like, it, it's awful. And his decision week after week after week after week, it's stupid. There's no other word for it. He's way over his head. So get the hell rid of him. I don't think the season's lost. Ottawa's playing better, but they're still three and nine. But if they don't change stuff right now, then they have no zero hope at all of doing anything for the rest six or seven games in this season. You know, like like the offensive calling, Rick, is so frustrating. Second and ten, and he throws a five yard out. What is the point of that, Rick? Explain that to me. What, what is it's going to be calling that? It's going to be a time after time. It's going to be a five yard gain or an incomplete pass. We got to run though, Alan. Who's your player of the game? Domigella. All right. Yeah, he punted okay today, especially in the win. I was, was quite surprised. Alan, appreciate the call. Love the passion. Yeah. Good luck, Rip. Thanks. <laughs> Have a good one. All right. One more time out. We got Manny, Anthony, Dave. I'm going to squeeze all you three guys in in our last segment here of the fifth quarter extended Labor Day version. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The most entertaining, unfiltered, and passionate post game show in Canada. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Oh, it has been a barn burner here on the fifth quarter brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Ticats Nation is a passionate bunch. And just like Allen was going off just before the break, I think a lot of fans, as we've heard over the last, you know, over an hour now, feel the same way. Email from Tom, who says, Brutal game. You can't win without a decent quarterback. Ottawa has the same problem without Masoli. Still not mathematically out of the playoffs, but without Schiltz and Evans, the last six games will be tough. I agree with Matt Dunnigan. The player of the game is Domagala. Sad when the punter is your only choice. Cheers, Tom from Guelph. Manny is called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Manny. Hey, Rick. Um, hey, nice to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in a few years and uh, wish that we were talking under better circumstances. Well, I'm glad you called in. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of problems, I think. You know, I, I wish it could just be one because if it was one, it would be fixable. Uh, and it would be a lot. It would be really easy. But I think I had a conversation this week with. I happened to go into his business with uh, Dave Stalla, and we had a good conversation there about football and about uh, the Labor Day uh, Labor Day game coming up. And we both kind of agreed that, you know, when we're talking about these uh, five, what you need, you know, you need ten, and you're and you're throwing at seven, and is it a coaching decision? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's the coaching, but I also think it's the caliber players and knowing where the marker is. We went from, we've gone from Estella to basically Fantuz to Tasker, and then Ellingson, and then Ackland. All 
that these guys had in common were they knew where to find the marker when it was needed. They were reliable. Their hands, they rarely dropped the ball, and they just got us that first down. We don't have a receiver in our core. And that we had one that was Ackland, and I know everybody's been talking about it. Before the season even started, I said the worst, the, the biggest challenge is going to be replacing Ackland. And I wish I was wrong, but now looking back, so I don't know if that curl or that quick out, I don't know if it's just coaching. Do they really know where they are on the field? Do they, are they experienced enough to know that? And it's just no excuse. I mean, I saw uh, Dunbar, a gentleman, said the same thing today. Uh, you know, he'll have that fantastic catch he made this year, and then he'll drop one that hit his chest plate today that was a very important part of the game, uh, a key point in the game, and he drops one that could have been a 15-yarder. So, yes, uh, coaching is a problem, and, uh, you know, it's funny how when Ken Austin was up here, and he was a brash kind of guy, and, every, and everybody said, you know, when it was problems with the coaching, maybe because of his attitude and the way he talk to the media it was you know everybody's saying coach O's a nice guy you know what who cares about being a nice guy i'm sure he is but the problem is is the situation here is we don't we don't pay tickets to buy tickets to to because of this nice guy we want to see wins and we want to see our team do well and hopefully that changes around because the east is not that great except for toronto just finish in second and we still have a chance as you and I and everyone listening know, this is a results-oriented business, and the results are not coming. So something needs to change because the results will not come if nothing changes. Manny, before we let you go, who is your player of the game today? Yeah, same as everybody else, the kicker, Dom. You got it. Manny, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us. All right. Uh, Anthony waiting on the line as well. Hello, Anthony. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, I wish it were better. Uh, it's, uh, I'll make it quick. I know you're strapped for time. It's kind of cute there. Uh, Alan's a fan of uh, the Tire Cats, and I'm an Ottawa fan here in Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. My whole life. yeah. Uh, just really quick, you're, you're starting two quarterbacks are gone, um, so you have these other two guys who are big, strong, athletic, cannons for arms. What are they doing in the pocket? Uh, I don't understand that strategy. Your offensive line is no, nowhere near as good as their defensive line and they're in the pocket. Have them roll out. You know, make it like the CFL used to be, rolling out, give your receivers carte blanche, tell them, tell them it's a free-for-all, find open space, just get positive yards, run if you have to. I mean, they're your third and fourth string quarterbacks, but they got this rigid game plan as if they were the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You know, um, I'm not into firing really quick, but Condell, come on, man, like, um, you know, in Winnipeg right now, Buck Pierce is the new genius. Really? Uh, did you watch the game the other night with, with uh, Caleros rolling out and, and making thing ha- things happen? Their defense has those guys that just fly around. You've got to play to, to their strengths, to, to their athletic ability. You know, back in the day when Edmonton was winning their five great cups in a row, they had a guy named Warren Moon. Hall of Fame here, Hall of Fame in the NFL. And he was, he was rolling out. That was the game plan, you know. It's that structured, boring NFL thing. But they have four downs. You know, I, I just don't understand it. And how about not throwing to Jamal Peters' side? This guy's got five interceptions. If, if the Cats had a few more games uh, against the Argos, they'd be talking about Hall of Fame for this guy. He owns the Cats. Like, really? But anyway, to make you all, tie, all, all the Cats fans feel better, Ottawa will take care of him next Saturday. As a matter of fact, I think Montreal 
with whoever, like whichever Trevor Harris shows up, if good Trevor Harris shows up, um, they could beat either one of these two teams today. And, and Ottawa will too. Anthony, who's your player of the game? Oh, it's, it's obvious. It's the kicker. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the call. Right, Last call goes to Dave here in Hamilton. Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you, Rick? I'm okay. How are you? Well, I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, I, when I watched the game today, I, I was yelling at the TV set when Orlando made the decision to go for it on their own 28-yard line with the wind at your back. The quarter had just started. There was no reason to panic. Hunt the ball. I know people are saying, well, we could have ran this guy. We could no, 28-yard line, your own 28, you punt the ball. It's that simple. And you're only down by three. Yeah, it's 11-8 at that point. Yes, which I just couldn't understand the call. Like, it's like he panicked. And no one's been talking about, everyone's talking about, well, they should have ran this quarterback. No, they should have punted. And that, that was just a ridiculous call. And I, I hope someone from the media has asked them about it because, as I said, they had the wind at their back. They could have shifted the uh, momentum by just getting a nice kick. Instead, we gambled, which I thought was stupid. It made no sense whatsoever. And so people need to wonder whether or not Orlando keeps making bad decisions. And this one was just awful. It cost him the game as far as I was concerned. I can't disagree. That was a pivotal moment in the game, and the wrong, the absolute wrong call was made. Yeah, well, without a doubt, Rick. And, and the fact is, we need to be able to, you know, football used to be almost, it was almost a given before where if you're on your 28-yard line, even if it's a half an inch, you're, you're punting the ball, especially when you have the whole quarter and you have the wind behind your back. So uh, I, I hope someone from the media actually asked him that question. And from a standpoint for the Ticat fans, I know this is really, really difficult because they, they could have they could have changed momentum just with a nice kick, come back. The defense was playing fairly well at that point. I think they collapsed after, after that, but they were playing fairly well. And give yourself a chance to win. I, that call sealed our fate. Yeah, especially with a third-string quarterback, that That's call yeah. basically crazy. set them, uh, it, it basically threw in the towel. If we don't make this, the game's over, and the game was over. And you're right, Rick. That's the other thing, too. You know on those short-yardage situations, you have to be pra- practiced. Dane Evans would know where to go. Um, Schultz would know where to go. You have two new guys in. That's another reason. That has to be taken into consideration when you're making that decision. 100%. Dave, who's your player of the game? The fans. They, through that, yeah, definitely the fans. Yeah, they stuck around and they were loud and they were big, uh, but all left home disappointed. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the uh, long weekend. You too, Rick. That's Dave in Hamilton. All right, we got a couple of minutes to <sighs> exhale a little bit. Uh, email from Ken. Rick, I just have one question. Is it the Ticats defensive play calling or Toronto's offensive play calling? Why Toronto was so wide open? I think, I think it's a bit of both. Wasn't that Toronto did anything special? Or the Ticats did anything really different on defense. And uh, Dave on email. Hi, Rick. I heard Coach O state in his postgame comments that we know what we have to do. 
I don't think he does, because if he did, he would have done it by now. What a disgusting game. Both teams played terrible. The Cats just seemed to make more mistakes than the Argos. Both rookie quarterbacks were an absolute disaster. Brandon Banks had the performance he was looking for, and it looks good on Ticats management that Banks was able to return and bite them right in the rear end big time. Not enough time on your program to list all the negatives of today's game. My player of the game, Brandon Banks, that Dave in Stony Creek. All right, some business to get to. Our Culligan Water Player of the Game, voted by you, the fans, is former Ticat superstar and Argos receiver Brandon Banks. And our fifth quarter fan of the night, I think this is a hands-down no-brainer. Allen in Ottawa, furious, irate, disgusted, disappointed. The superlatives are all there for you to chew on. We are back in a couple of weeks. Uh, Bye week coming up, Hamilton at Winnipeg on Saturday, September 17th. Pre-game show here on CHML at 3, kickoff at 4 for technical producer Tom McKay. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get Get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.